Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. Hello there, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Tarot Coven cast. I'm one of your hosts, Jasmine. I'm Elena. And I'm Jackanovia. And this time on the show, we're concluding our journey through the suits of the tarot. Our focus now turns to the tactile and material realm, to the physical body and the spirits they carry inside, as we explore the element of earth and the suit of pentacles. We'll be talking about the energy of the pentacles suit overall, outlining some correspondences and misconceptions, and then we'll take a closer look at the cards from ace through ten. But first, as I'm sure you've all noticed— Elena is here. You guys, Elena, welcome back. How the hell are you? you, I'm good. I am so happy to be back. I miss you guys so much. Yes. Oh, my God. The feeling is mutual. Yes, we missed you. We're glad you took care of yourself, but we're glad to see you back. Thank you. It's been rough, but um, I think I'm, you know just doing the best that I can. And that's all that anybody can really do at this point. So of course, of course. Yeah. So, but I'm enjoying the um, little social media cleanse. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. It seems like it's been really positive for you. Yeah, it has been. Well, is there anything else you can share with us from your time away? Like any, any fun tarot insights or, or life stuff? Um, okay. So as far as life, I would say just trying to, um, get the groove of school, um, and then training on the, or to, for the crisis support to be a crisis support counselor. So that's been, you know, a little heavy. Yes. That's been, it's been amazing, but also like a little heavy, like the trainings, but in a good way. So I've just been trying to find ways to de-stress afterwards. But other than that, as far as tarot, um, I've always wanted to have like a learning deck or something that I can have like a little starter deck. I don't know what inspired me, but I just started kind of um, creating like a little learning deck with keywords on there. So I've just been kind of playing around with that and looking to see what the images would look like. And then next thing I knew, I was just like halfway through. So I just decided to (laughs) (laughs) just do the whole thing and then send it for a print and see what happens. Oh my God. Amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm glad you you hit the point of no return. Right. I mean, that's a good (laughs) sign that you're working on something that's really feeding your soul. Yes, I think that's helping, to be honest. I didn't know that you were, like, sending it to print to see what happens. That's so exciting because you have been sharing some of the images with us, which is, like, very cool that we get to see behind-the-scenes stuff. But, oh, my gosh, that's exciting news. Yes, we knew Elena before she got famous, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to get famous, but who knows? Like, I'm just doing this, like like you said, to feed my creative soul and because it has to do with tarot, but... Um, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to pay for a copy. I'm going to send it, like get it printed, like whatever. Like I'll use it for me. It's like my love, my baby. And then we'll see what happens with it. But, um, I'm so excited about it to be honest. Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear all of that. It's so nice to have you back to be collaborating like this again. And what's so cool about what you were just talking about of like this work that's feeding your soul 
that's kind of how I see the journey of the pentacles in a way. So what a great segue you set up for me there. Thank you. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's dive into the pentacles overall. I did want to say up front, uh, listeners, each of us pulled a card to kind of represent where we are in our own personal pentacles journey. We just took the 10 cards, ace through 10, pulled a card from within there. And as we move through the cards, we'll reveal which card we got. Um, but for now, let's talk about the pentacles overall. So in terms of like some keywords and energies here, We've got materialism, hard work, money, creation, success, career, body, soul, physical and material possessions, grounding, uh, sensations, manifestations, skills, nature, centeredness, tradition, craft, results, the health and wellness of our physical bodies, not diets or health food necessarily, but actually just connecting in with where our bodies are at any given moment. And there's concepts of security, values, slow and steady work, planting seeds that will feed us forever. There's our relationship with the earth, our connection to the physical plane, our sense of self as we exist in our bodies, self-esteem and confidence, history and ancestry, anything to do with physical bloodlines. There's influences coming from the external world or other people, receptivity, things that may be coming to you, and even sex and sexuality. So it's a big topic. Pentacles is a big suit. We've all got some really big ideas on what this suit means to us. So this is going to be really exciting to dive in. Uh, in terms of the astrology, these are the earth signs. So we've got Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And of course, it's going to be kicking off the winter season because Capricorn is the cardinal sign that fits in with those earth signs. Now, does one of you lovely ladies want to talk a little bit about some of the chakras that might be associated with the pentacles? Um, yeah. So the three chakras that... Um I associate uh, with the tarot is the root chakra, um, which is like, you know, our like how we ground ourselves, our um, stability, um, sacral chakra, and then the solar chakra. So like our sacral chakra is like, I want to say, oh, you're gonna have to help me out. Jacanovia. I'm like getting stuck right now on these chakras for some reason. Well, I mean, I have to agree because those are the chakras that really help us in our earthly life, like there, it's not so much the mental state or, you know, the spiritual or even the emotional state. This is all about like how we ground into the earth, our relationships with other physical people, how we interact, our job, sense of security. So yeah, those are the perfect chakras, I think, for the pentacles. Nice. Let's dive into some misconceptions around the pentacles. I'll say for me that I just don't see this suit as being all about money or jobs or career. I think it certainly can represent those things. But to me, this is more about soul work, you know, like Elena was talking about with making this deck of cards. And it's just something that once she got running with it, it was, you know, she's already all the way into all of the cards and everything. And it just it's something that's really feeding you. Uh, or it's ancestor work. I just think um, there's this quote from Lindsay Mack where she says that true richness is a life rooted in purpose. And I think that's a really good uh, just sort of tagline for the pentacles. Jekinovia, you've got a misconception here. You want to run us through it? 
Yeah. I mean, it's not so much a misconception, but more of an oversight, I think. Maybe we don't necessarily see this as our first response when we talk about the pentacles, but it's like that physical interactions, like I was mentioning before, how we, how we interact with the physical people around us in those relationships, not our emotional relationship with them, but just how we exist, coexist. And this doesn't necessarily mean like in a sexual sense, it could just be, you know, people that we work with, people we live with, people we see all the time. Uh, also, it's like an insight for our physical life rather than our emotional, mental, creative selves. So instead of, you know, our interactions with other people, it's our interactions with ourselves in our human physical form. Yeah, totally agree. That's what I kind of meant earlier when I say that it's the health and wellness of our bodies, but not in terms, I mean, it could be in terms of food, maybe if that's where you're at, at a particular journey, but it's really just like checking in with your physical shell. Yeah. Or like our human body suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the skin (laughs) suit that we wear to walk around this earth. Our meat suit. Yeah. (laughs) So many cute names for it. (laughs) Right. I know. know. All right. Well, I mean, I'm ready to dive into the ace if you ladies are. Okay. So we're going to start with the ace and um, we have initiation, um, fertility, conception, creation, luck, uh, a new job opportunity, um, prosperity, or, you know, something good on the way. Um, Grounding, having everything that you have to stand on your feet, finding sanctuary. Um, and an opportunity for growth that will bring a, pro- a promise of abundance. Or I also see this too um, as like planting um, seeds. Like I know you mentioned earlier, the seeds uh, reminds me of planting that seed that you are imagining for a long-term goal, like that initial seed. The seeds of manifestation being planted, um, being mindful of what you're sowing um, so I always think of this as like, what do you, would you like your garden to look like or your mm, like, yeah, yeah, like your land? Um, like, what does that inspirational land look like? Like, you know, be mindful of the seeds that you're going to plant. Like, don't just throw them there, put some water and think that they're going to grow. Like, really put the work in, like, really find out you know, if this seed is the time of the day to plant it, you know, like when those kind of gardeners, they take their time and they like find out like what time of the year is good to plant certain seeds. And I know Jekinovia, you know, because you're our like garden forest Ooh. witch. So you know that yeah. that's all important. A shift or change in your physical life, a newfound sense of inspiration or motivation. Nice. Well, so for the astrology, as with all the aces, this is the root of earth or the essence of earth. And so for this one, I was just trying to think of like some keywords that we could um, associate with that. So obviously just grounded and rooted. I kept coming back to this idea of how, I mean, if you are into witchcraft or if you're into even just, um, you know, doing a little ritual before you pull cards, like the idea of getting grounded before you move forward you know, like just getting into that physical space within yourself. But I also think it's that which we can touch and manipulate or sort of influence. And it's just like the fact of being in existence. And the crystals that I would associate with this like Ace of Pentacles kind of vibe um, is pyrite because I feel like that's like the fool's gold, um, that pure luck and abundance crystal. Um, So if you're um, wanting to manifest that something 
um, or you just need that luck to manifest um, whatever it is that you need in your in your you know in your dreams or for your garden. Like I really would, I don't know. Pyrite for me is something that calls to me for the ace. I'm excited for you to bring your crystal insights into this suit. Ooh. Me too. Yeah. Especially when you come up with something like pyrite. That's it's such when I hold on to it, it feels so heavy, right? Like so heavy and grounding. So I was really excited that you picked that one. Thank you. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's pretty. That helps. Yes. We love pretty crystals. All right. Well, some of the questions we have for the Ace of Pentacles is uh, what opportunities are presenting themselves at this time? What connections have I made that I, that can support me? So maybe this could be the network with those other people. This could be maybe some money that you've set aside that'll help you fund this new venture, whatever it happens to be. And what have I learned in the past that will help me feel secure in the present? Hmm. I like that one, that last one. Yeah, me too. Here's just something to think about. But it's also nice because it just, it takes away, sometimes I feel like we get too linear with things. I mean, even we are going from ace to 10, but like, it's such yeah. a spiralic journey that like, this isn't the first time you've had an opportunity with something. So you do have lessons that you can bring into this new opportunity, right? Mm. Yeah. It, it, I like the, the image of the spiral because I mean, you come back and you revisit things over and over. It's just yeah. you're coming at it from maybe a higher level or a lower level, depending on, you're just revisiting it from a yeah. different perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the key terms for the two of pentacles is balancing. Maybe there's two jobs or two different lifestyles. You're learning to balance your life responsibilities. Making a choice, one that ends in a happy outcome. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, limited money. So maybe you're kind of sorting out where you should be spending it because you only have so much to go around. Uh, it's about learning on your feet, adapting new schedules and routines, multitasking, diving into a new path, integration, transition, prioritization. Making the seemingly disparate aspects of our lives come together harmoniously, but also learning when things need to stay separate. And considering your options, making decisions, maybe feeling uncertain, feeling self-conscious or a lack of confidence completely, and analyzing your relationship. All right. So this card is Jupiter and Capricorn. And this is where Jupiter finds its fall, which means that it's just, it's got, it has a little bit of a harder time here. So Jupiter is a planet of expansive life force. It's growth and abundance. It's also freedom and teachers. It This is kind of wisdom that comes through experience. And Capricorn is a cardinal or initiating earth sign. Uh, it's practical and goal-oriented. It's slow and steady. It's very ambitious. And it is the sea goat. So there is a mythical quality. You know, the dream is important to a Capricorn just as much as taking the practical steps to achieve the goal. So Jupiter in Capricorn uh, is expansion through hard work and commitment, abundance through sustained effort. It's staying the course. Um, sorry, staying the course expands our minds to new understandings. No cutting corners. Um, there might be a restriction in how much we can take on, but we want to focus on what's right in front of us, even when the bigger picture looks more appealing. And the crystal that um, I chose for the two of pentacles is fluorite. Um, and I like this because um, it really helps you clear your mind so that you can focus when making decisions or just when you need to ground yourself, when you feel really ungrounded and unstable. Um, it's my favorite um, stone to use for meditation when I feel all over the place. 
Mm, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Fluorite's cute too. Yes, rainbow fluorite's my fave. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the questions that we have for the two of pentacles is what are my options with regards to the situation? Um, do I even need to choose one or the other or neither? Um, what has triggered feelings of uncertainty, um, lack of confidence? What choices have I made that are keeping me from abundance growth from growing? Anything else to add for the two? No, I am just, I'm like a little spaced out on the questions because little behind the scenes listeners, the, the notes for the pentacles episode, were still coming together earlier today as we recorded. And so I haven't had a chance to actually look over all of the questions and I'm like, they're just so juicy. So I'm getting a little lost in them. It's making me want to write them down right now and start thinking about them. Like, uh, <laughs> you have a I, copy of them. You don't need to. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's making me like it's making me like want to start think yeah. about it. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't start. Thinking I know. About like, this I want to go pull cards around them. You know, like exactly. Yeah. And then I have a deck in front of me, and I'm like, no, 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 stop thinking about pulling cards. <laughs> You're just, oh my god. Okay, thank God I'm not the only one. No, okay. no, no. Jack and Ovia's questions often do that. They're always pretty juicy. Yeah, yes. sorry guys. You see, I'm yeah. still back at the astrology. <laughs> I'm back at your astrology stuff. And I'm going, I thought, wow. That's amazing. I was, feeling, I was feeling like such a dweeb because I felt like, oh my God, why am I feeling off? <laughs> oh, oh no, no. We're all on the same page, I think. We're in this together. Yeah. Okay. So for the three of pentacles, our key terms that we have is mastering a skill or mastering uh, something in work, like in your uh, day-to-day job, um, or uh, working, collaborating together as a team, um, doing work that really fulfills you at a deep level, um, like a really something creative or something that you really want to, that you've always been wanting to um, put out there or just do, um, or just having a job that's really in alignment with your, with your true self and just getting paid for it. Um, making a really good investment, um, with collaboration. Um, I feel like, um, when you are collaborating with a team, um, it's what you mentioned earlier about soul work. It's, um, something that brings, um, everyone together and everybody is bringing, uh, their own magic to the table. Everyone has something to offer or it could be like starting an apprenticeship. Um, so you're bringing in your skills to this apprenticeship or asking someone else for their opinions um, on what you're working on um, and seeing what um, you can learn from their experiences or their skill set. Being recognized for a job well done um, pray and getting praise on your creative efforts See, or you can seek a second opinion or getting advice um, from someone or maybe from that um, group you're collaborating with, um, or it could just be uh, an outside uh, group or you're um, facing criticism or judgment or you're being critical or judgmental, depending on um, which person that you resonate with in the card, depending on, you know, what deck that you're looking at. If we're talking about, you know, the regular, um, the writer weight, you know, you can, depending on what you're looking at and that card, um, who you resonate with the most in the card. Yeah, totally. I always think about that one when I pull like a card like this or even upcoming the six of pentacles, like who do you resonate with that time when you pull it? 
Um, so this is the card that I got, you guys, and it makes so much sense for me. And it's really interesting because back when we did the cups episode, I that was more of a conscious choice. Like it was kind of an in the moment thing. And I chose the three of cups because 2020 was a big year of like building better friendships for me and and finding safe spaces with those kind of like emotional and relational connections. And I feel like this is a sort of a sibling of the three of cups in a way because it feels similar in the sense of coming together with people that you feel safe with, people that you feel, um, I don't know, like it's, 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 it's just, yeah, it's a coming together of the right people. And I feel like this is more a reflection of the collaborations that we do or even on the other podcasts that I have, like the partnership that I have with my host over there is very much a three of pentacles type flow for me. So I kind of love that. I mean, if I, I could totally see myself as being in this like dual state of three, pent- three of pentacles and three of cups. And it seems like such a harmonious um, pairing. I just love it. I love that. I got this card too. <gasps> Yay! How weird is that? That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Whoa. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was really excited because I was like, as soon as you said that, I was like, no way. Oh, that's but, so awesome. Yeah. So what do you think about it for, for pulling it for yourself? Does it resonate? It totally does. And in a few different ways. Like one, of course, there's a lot of collaboration going on with different projects that I'm doing, but it's also... I'm trying to really fine tune a lot of what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to pick out what really, you know, makes me sore and then just leave the rest behind and fine tune my vision rather than trying to do everything all at once. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's also really a part of it for me too. That's a great point. And I, I guess I, sometimes I'm so in it that I don't realize I'm kind of doing that, but then you look back like a few months ago and you're like, oh yeah, I did kind of slowly release that stuff. And because of that, it made more room for this, which is then fine-tuned that part. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. And and I mean, in the Smith Weight deck, of course, one of the people is holding on to, it looks like a plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're discussing, like, okay, like, is this still working? Do we need yeah. to change anything? So yeah. So there was that aspect too. Oh, that's cheers. so fun. Yeah. Cheers. Can't wait to hear what you got, Elena. All right, so let's dive into the astrology. This card is Mars in Capricorn. So the previous card, I talked about Jupiter in Capricorn, and that's where in Capricorn is where Jupiter finds its fall, but Mars in Capricorn is an exaltation, and so that's the exact opposite. So Mars in Capricorn, it's like, it's it's not its home, but it's a very, very happy place for it to be. It's kind of, it's exalted, it's held above. So it works, it just works easily in this sign. Uh, Mars is a planet that sort of severs and separates. It can represent how we assert ourselves, how we get things done. It can be our aggression, but also our courage and our energy. And as I talked about Capricorn, it's the practical, goal-oriented, ambitious sign. Um, And it sort of does everything in service of success, and that success can be social as well as career. So Mars and Capricorn, like I said, Mars loves to be here because the tasks it sets out to do always get done. Mars has this energy, this go, 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 and Capricorn is able to kind of focus that energy into a more long-term, sustainable type thing so it can get, yeah, it can get shit done. It can be um, just, it's just another lens to see how this card represents that functioning team. And this really isn't about a quick group project, but a lasting long-term collaboration, kind of going back to what 
Jackanovia was saying, like, not even just teamwork, but figuring out what's going to last and work long term for you. Uh, I think that Capricorn can really soften Mars's edges and make it easier to work with and just easier to focus all of that energy. There's a real harmony to this combination. And I think that each person's strength strengths complement one another under this sort of lens to sort of come together to be greater than the sum of their parts. I just love how you made it see- sound so badass that Capricorn just gets shit done. Oh, yeah. Totally. Love Capricorn awesome. energy. Oh, do you miss Capricorn rising? <laughs> I'm, I'm Paul to the yeah. Shout <laughs> out <all> Capricorns. <laughs> but uh, the crystals that um, I, well, the crystal that I chose for this is um, smoky quartz because I feel like when we're in that element of trying to be successful, there's always some negative shit or something, or even ourselves, like the way we talk to ourselves about what's going on can be negative. So Smoky quartz can really transform those negative energies um, into success or just transmute it into positivity. So I just feel like keeping that a little uh, smoky quartz in your pocket at work or just a big piece in your home or your working space or wherever you're creating um, can, can help just clear out that negative energy and help focus. I like that a lot. Thank you. Pair it with the fluorite. It'll work beautifully. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just blew my mind. I just got chills because I just, yeah. Oh, guess what's going to be sitting on my desk tomorrow morning? Yeah. My smokies and my fluorite. <laughs> yes, throw a citrine in there too. <gasps> yes, I already, I have like four citrines, so. Oh, yes. Oh, Ooh, now I, I have to it. redecorate my desk. Ooh, that's fun. All right, so be ready to move on to the questions. Yes. Right. So the first one is, am I working for my own self-development or am I seeking validation or praise? So more like, why are you working so hard? Is it really because you're that passionate or are you trying to please someone? Are you trying to have someone else tell you it's good enough? Uh, Another one is, does my work bring me satisfaction or pride? And if not, what can I change to improve that? Am I being too too critical of myself or others? Or am I allowing the criticism or judgment of others affect or change me? Mm. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Say it once fast. It, it was it was pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I swear I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I don't know. I like the three of them. It's, I don't know. It just feels like stable and chill. Yeah. It's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to put a finger on why, but. Quick question before we move on to the four. Where does the pentacles rank for you guys in terms of suits? Jekinovia, I feel like it's your favorite. Oh, it's favorite. my favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about- it's my fourth least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better that way. <laughs> How about you, Elena? I have to say probably four. Ooh, least favorite. I know. I'm surprised. I know because I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the Queen of Pence is pretty badass. Like, I just feel like she's just sitting in her power. Just she's the shit, you know, and she knows she's the shit, but she's quietly about it. Um, But I don't know. I love the swords, you know. Mm, We know. (laughs) They're hard. And that's why I love them, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we may have mentioned that in the swords episode. Yeah. 
Man, I don't know. I honestly, I think that I go back and forth. Um, interestingly enough, my favorite queen is from the wands, but my wands is my the wands is my least favorite suit, and I think that everything else is a tie for first. <laughs> so huh. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I definitely love the cups and swords very, very much, but I don't know. I think the pentacles. I thought I was is- a Gemini rising. Oh yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've always had, I think, the toughest time with the pentacles, but I think that when I break through with one of them, they give me the most. Mm. But, like, mm. my favorite cards are from the cups, so that's got to mean something. So, yeah. 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 You know. Huh. Maybe I need one of those good breakthroughs that you've had because <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And I think that's why I like the sword so much because I've mm-hmm. had so many breakthroughs yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are just too cool. <laughs> Whoa, hold up. Not as cool as you. <laughs> I think we're all, I think we're all cool right now, okay? Yeah. Yeah, we're all we're all very cool. Yeah, we are all at the cool kids table, okay? Yeah. We made the cool kids table. Oh, yep. you heard it here. Everybody's allowed at the cool kids table though. <laughs> we are the table. <laughs> we Everybody's cool. welcome at our table. Yeah. That's true. Like when they ask you, what can you bring the table? Bitch, I am the table. <laughs> Huh? I love the sass behind that. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So should we move on to the force then? Let's do the force. Let's let's do the yes. force. Yes. Okay. Not gonna lie, in the Smith Weight deck, this guy's I don't know. Listeners who listen to the, the swords, I don't like the five of swords because I think the guy's a total dick. Mm-hmm. And then so I mean the four of swords, he just reminds me he's just He's a jerk. Yeah. He's just a jerk. Close second. So that's why. Yeah. It's, it's like right up there. I, I mean, he's probably best friends with the five of swords. <laughs> okay. You know who I think is kind of gives me the douche vibe, the jerky vibe is the nine of cups. And he's <gasps> sitting there. I just don't trust him. I don't trust that fool. <laughs> I really don't. We totally had that conversation. <laughs> we did. But he's, yeah, like, like, with he's got a much different like trickster energy to him though like yeah, i don't know yeah, if he's yeah. a dick he's just like the guy that always pushes your buttons until he goes too far yeah like are he's those like, really your cups yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah who did you swindle for those cups man yeah, yeah what's in <laughs> yeah. those cups? i don't trust him at all that's so good all right so sorry i sidetracked this guys no that's okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of the key terms for the four of pentacles is stingy, not sharing with others when you know that you can, not letting money do its job by letting it flow throughout the universe and back to us with the law of attraction. And I really like that you brought in the law of attraction with that point. Um, I like that how that interacts with the card. It just feels really fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, so shutting, shutting everyone out to do work. So work mode mentality, determined, not taking a break from working, possible illness, possessiveness, setting boundaries, protecting yourself, possibly. Um, I like this whole social distancing aspect, the body boundary. I'm not sure which one of you made that note, but that was genius. So I wrote that (laughs) and I wrote body boundary, social distancing, and it was kind of a joke, but kind of a for real thing. Like, I guess we could see this as a time of like a bit of a four of pentacles, but just in general, like even, you know, COVID or none, like sometimes we really just actually need physical space from people. Yeah. It's like, don't touch me. I'm fine. Yeah. But, But I, the reason I say I really like that you brought that in is because it just shows how tarot actually moves with, like it, it changes oh, and kind true. of adapts to yeah. whatever we need it to be at a certain time. Yeah. So I just think that's a perfect example. 
one of the other things is taking care of yourself before you take care of others. And it's like that analogy of the airplane. Like you're not going to be of any use to anybody else until, you know, you make sure that you're safe and taken care of. So I really did like that too, because it kind of takes that miserly feel out of it. And it's more like a self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and another point is the fear of lack and tension. Uh, there's holding back. Now, this is not just money. This could be like holding back affection in a, a relationship that you have or holding back praise maybe in a relationship that you're in or maybe having something taken or kept from you. Uh, struggling to trust or feel secure. And on a rare occasion, I've seen this card represent a person who is being like really oppressed and controlled by a partner. So I don't know how often that'll happen, but something I wanted to throw in to maybe keep an eye out for. Yeah. I mean, I could see it because it's, and it would be like the more physical manifestation of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. All right. So this is the sun in Capricorn. And the sun is who we are, or who we aspire to be. It's warmth and inspiration, clarity and understanding. And it's also like this idea of permanence and consistency, like the sun comes up every day, right? And Capricorn, you know, we've been through it. It's uh, dependable, ambitious. It can say no to things. It favors stable choices. So the sun in Capricorn in this card, it brings awareness to our boundaries or lack thereof. It's uh, the practical utilization of our resources. And I kind of tend to think of it as like, you know, when we're focusing on the top of that mountain, as Capricorn likes to do, it can mean that we lose sight of what's right in front of us. But I think that sometimes we have to say no in order to make our goals a reality. So we do kind of have to hold back. We do kind of have to conserve energy, say no to those social plans, um, focus on ourselves first, like we were just talking about, so that we can, like, you know, make those goals into a reality. But that can lead to rigidity or an unwillingness to connect. It can lead to lack of compromise. Um, again, maybe sometimes needed for those bigger goals, but as with anything, it's finding that balance. And the crystal that I associated with this um, is citrine because it just reminds me of that law of attraction um, type energy and then also just bringing in that cash flow to just remind you that, you know, it flows as like the law of attraction. But then when we we're talking earlier about like boundary setting, like I was always, I was thinking like, what would be like a good stone that would help you um, to set those boundaries? Cause I know sometimes we're afraid to set those boundaries or like we're afraid to say no. And so we don't protect ourselves. Um, so I was thinking lapis lazuli. I think I'm saying that right. I, I, I always feel like I mispronounce most of these crystals, but um, so I don't know if you crystal people don't don't get mad at me, but I feel like that one is uh, really good for like helping you um, get get that strength to set those boundaries. What a fun crystal to say. Lapis. Lazuli. Lazuli. <laughs> I feel like it's like a Italian dish. Like <laughs> Yes. Do you want fettuccine or lazuli? <laughs> All right. Questions for the Four of Pentacles. Um, am I holding on to something important or clinging out of fear? I like that one because it reminds me of the guy clinging on to it. And then it reminds me of the relationship piece that you mentioned earlier. Um, so maybe we're clinging on to that relationship in fear of... Um, yeah letting up go of being by or your own or just afraid of what that might look like of not being in that relationship. So I like to, I like that question. Um, 
is this really the best use of my time, my money, my energy? That reminds me of like a mental check-in. So that would be like a really cool like day, daily card. That reminds me of like a daily card. Like where am I really, a card for my, where am I putting my time, a card where am I putting my money and where a card I'm putting my energy. I like that. Ooh, yeah. A whole little spread right in that question. Ooh, a little spread right there. What Ooh. is being held, uh, what is being withheld from me or what am I withholding from others? In what ways do I feel insecure? How may I change that? I want to journal now. (laughs) 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 All right. Five of pentacles. Um, Key terms that we have or keywords that we have. um, Hardships, poverty, health issues, injuries, um, depression, disconnected from the universe, or uh, maybe just feeling left out. Um, so you feel like you've lost all hope. Um, it could just be a call to ground yourself or seek help from others or seek companionship or you're missing that companionship. Um, or maybe you're having troubles in relationship, family, um, friendships, um, or the ups and downs of, in a relationship, revisiting old wounds or an old wound rising to the surface, um, having anxiety or feeling lost, nervous, energy, feeling empty. Again, not just asking for help. Okay, so another thing here, I would say that it's like, it's kind of funny when we think about it because I think like this card can kind of speak to the idea of us choosing to stay in our comfort zones by avoiding taking chances. And yet kind of by staying in those comfort zones, that's kind of part of the reason that we keep hitting these periods of fear because we keep ourselves in a state of unknown, which is an easy thing to fear. So does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like we stop ourselves from progressing, but then we're constantly just like at that precipice, like always wondering. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that makes total sense. We almost make this like uncomfortable feeling be our comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. It's a new identity almost. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like that a lot. And then this one has caused a recent aha moment. Um, I want to know whose aha moment this was. Is that you? Checking oh, that was mine. Smith yeah. Wait. And I was reading this and it actually just um, reminded me when I look at that um, image, I always think of what if that is a relationship and they're going through it or they're going through rock bottom or maybe it's an abusive relationship and that's what it that made me uh what you wrote there about the two people one looking injured and one being in bad shape yeah and i mean it's almost like um like who who are you following and why are you sure that they really have your best interests in mind or do they actually know as much as they say like depending on the context of course like you know don't take financial advice from someone whose house your mortgage just got foreclosed on you know so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's being discerning mm. and then um, also mm. being careful not to allow someone to use your pain to lead you astray and missing the signs that could lead you to a better place because in the mm. smith White deck, they're walking right by the pentacles window. They're not even looking at it. They're just kind of, oh, poor me situation. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. That's, yeah. I get what you mean by the aha moment. Yeah. I never, wow. I think like I just learned something new. Yeah, me too. That was very recent. That was (laughs) like in the last couple of weeks. (laughs) All right. So for this card, we have Mercury in Taurus. And Mercury is the way that we think. It's studying. It's debate. It's distractions. It's kind of how we intellectualize the world in front of us. Uh, And 
communication and things like that. Taurus is fixed earth. So it's grounded, consistent, dependable. It's got a lot of those same earthy qualities as Capricorn, but it's less about kicking things off and more about maintaining. So even maintaining resources and in a way that provides sort of comfort and security. So Mercury is this planet that wants to move quickly and Taurus really prefers to move slow. So that already sort of, um, that already just brings up some frustration around timing, which kind of reminds me of the Five of Cups in a way, because that is a card of, you know, for me anyway, not rushing through the hard times. And I think that there's something to be said here about you maybe feel like you should be at a certain place, but you're not there yet. And that can cause some anxiety. And that's kind of a Mercury. I mean, Mercury doesn't cause anxiety for everybody, but it can be um, a little jittery sometimes when it's not well placed. I think that there's a perception about our resources that doesn't necessarily align with how we want to feel, but we should investigate whether or not those thoughts are the truth. Like, do we maybe have more than we think, but it's convenient for us to see it in another way? And I think that communicating our needs may be the key invitation to this card. And really quickly, I want to elaborate on um, do we have more than we think, but it's convenient for us to see it another way. This was also really inspired by a recent uh, Instagram Live that I watched with Samara from Kasai Thrive, who again has opened my eyes to a different interpretation of the card. They were talking about how sometimes it can be really convenient for you to say no to things. Um, basically, yeah, to basically say no to things because of X, Y, Z. And it could be a financial situation. And you actually can avoid doing things that you don't want to do with that excuse as a sort of like mask to the whole thing. Um, And that's kind of what I was talking about before, too, with the comfort zone thing. Like, so what's underneath that? Like, why are you actually wanting to say no? And what is the mask? That's Yeah, Samara's always got some real juicy takes on cards. They really do. Yeah. Oh, so rich. Listeners, please go follow their account. It's called Kasai Thrive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for this, I've card, I've crystal, I've associated with this tiger's eye because I just feel like it's just big on just like that protection. Um, And I just feel like when I see this card, that's (laughs) all I want for these two people is like, you know, yeah, get in that building. (laughs) Yeah. Get in there, <laughs> protect yourself. And then also um, just like what you mentioned earlier about who are you really like listening to and trusting? Like what advice are you, you know, who, who are you really getting it from? So use your discernment. Yeah, I, I like Tiger's Eye too, because it's, if memory serves, it's really good for protection um, through journeys, whether that's like a physical mm-hmm. journey or emotional or whatever. But in the case that these people are, they're moving through, they're obviously on their way to something. So it's interesting you picked that one. So it's like protecting them as they go. And, you know, things may seem bad, but at least they're protected. And yeah. All right. So some questions to go with the five of pentacles is how might I benefit from staying in a lack mentality mindset? What resources are available to me right now in this time of need? Um, don't be afraid to reach out. If, if you are, if you happen to be going through a bad patch, there are food banks, there are resources available. So don't don't let your pride get in the way. It's okay to reach out for help if you need it, especially now. What choices have led me to the current situation? Am I following or taking advice from the right person or am I being led by a pauper disguised as a prince? You know, I want to go back really quickly to something that you just said about not 
letting pride get in the way of helping. And now I'm seeing the five as like, like a societal influence in a way that's like telling you that you should be one thing when, you know what, we all go through times of hardship and that's okay. But yeah, maybe you are ignoring the help that's available because you think that you are strong enough to get through it when really like as a society, we should all be there for each other in those times of need and it should just be a give and take. So yeah, it kind of speaks to that mentality of, well, someone else has it worse. So, you know, I don't deserve help or there's other people that need it more. Right. Right. Your pain and your hardship is just as valid as anyone else's. It's not a contest. So if you need help, just go get help. Yeah. There's no shame. Yeah. It like reminds me of being too proud. Like I think you mentioned earlier or just uh, worried about what they're going to think, even though, you know, deep down, everyone is struggling. Even if that person looks like they're not struggling, you don't know. Right. They could just be putting a front. And that's how I feel like what social media is too. We're always going to put our our happy faces, but you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think we're trained like right from an early age. We're trained to just put on a, especially you know, not to put too much of a spin on it, but especially women, we're trained to just put on a happy face. It is what it is. Just you know, sit there and look pretty, and just take it as it is. So, I say fuck that. Yes, and, fuck uh, that. Reach out. Reach out if you need help or support or whatever it is, you know, go for it. Yeah. Like stop suffering in silence. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Take take it from someone who has done it. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It does. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the thing. We've all been there and we're all trying to figure out how to break free of that pattern. So let's just all break free together. That's what I mean by this like societal influence, right? Like it's so ingrained in us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we all break free of that pattern together, like the world's not going to know what hit it. Yeah. So yeah. let's rebel and take care of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. It's hard. That's it's crazy. Like, the five is a contractual part of the journey. Like it makes us yeah. feel scared and small and yeah. Yeah. Or but not, then without it, it we're not us, gonna, but you know what I mean. The, the experience. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, then if we don't go through that, we're not going to recognize the good, good times when they come. Mm-hmm. We won't appreciate it mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll miss out. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, right. that was well, a fun tangent. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can learn how to expand then with the six. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So moving on to the six, the key terms are acts of kindness being given what you need, but at what cost? Uh, rebalance after the transition from the lesson learned in the five of pentacles. Um, and then understanding abundance and how it flows, how it works. I feel like that could also kind of extend out into dropping any misconceptions you have about what abundance is supposed to look like and finding out what it looks like for you. Um, Making a donation, helping someone get back on their feet. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Again, (laughs) what goes around comes (laughs) around. Energy exchange, uh, who or what do you give your energy to and who or what do you allow to give or take of your energy? Asking for help, giving back and sharing. Having others demanding your energy, time, or money, um, only you you only have so much of it to go around. So just beware of these false senses of obligation. Don't be manipulated. Um, not everyone needs as much help as they let on. Now, I know that kind of contradicts what we were saying, but just this is more in context of what people are asking of you. Mm-hmm. Like, do they, do they really need that phone call right now or can it wait till later when you have more time and, you know, mental faculties to handle? So it's okay to say no. 
um, using your discernment, pausing to consider before spending. And now that, I mean, that could be your money, your energy, your time, but that's like symbolized in the scale in the card. Keeping things in balance, it's okay to expect reciprocity. So it's okay, like if you're going to give your time and energy to someone, make sure you're also receiving the same amount of energy, whether it's money or whatever. Just make sure there's a balance. You're getting back as much as you're putting in. Okay, so this card is the moon in Taurus. And again, this is another exaltation. So the moon is very happy in Taurus. The moon rules over kind of our moods and emotions, and it's the impermanence. And you might think, well, Jasmine, you said that the sun was permanence, and both the sun and the moon come out every day. And they do, but the sun stays in relatively the same place for a much longer period of time, whereas the moon is constantly moving throughout the zodiac and it's constantly shifting through its phases. So it's a lot more about kind of a daily routine and how that changes. And it rules over things that, you know, moods constantly shift and change. So uh, it's also about our intuition, nourishing and nurturing and again, Taurus is that fixed earth sign. It's kind of, it's very sensual. It's interested in a cultivation of taste. And it sort of just receives everything that the senses can provide. It's very fertile and abundant. And so if if you guys know anything about sort of more lunar style astrology stuff, you can see why the moon might be so happy in a place like Taurus. Um, the environment is just so stable and grounded and chill. It feels very safe for our emotions to come out in this space. So it's a good and easy flow of resources here. And it kind of helps us to zoom in on our needs versus wants. Like what's actually practical? Um, life's pleasures are more easily felt and therefore shared. And it's a very receptive duo. So we're attracting abundance, or I guess attracting abundance might be easier. Um, and I think that there is an indulgent element here, but I don't know that it's I don't know that it's good or bad. It might just be a little bit neutral. But all of that like easy flow of resources, I think, is really um, you can see that in the card within the give and take and the flow of things just, you know, moving back and forth between all of the parties, or at least in the card that I'm looking at, because it's a little different from the Smith Waite. It's the it's the light seer where like it's more of a, an infinity type of thing where what goes around really comes around. And then the crystal that I chose for the six of pentacles for this card, um, Chalcedony, it's a great stone for like... Um, generosity and kindness, you know, benevolence, just manifesting the, even if you just um, need some help, maybe you need that extra push to ask for help, or maybe you just um, want to, I don't know, spread that energy of um, generosity and you just carry that crystal with you. It's, I think it's like a little greenish crystal it's really cute it reminds me of like a heart i know we're not, we didn't mention the heart chakra earlier but um when i think of the six of pentacles and i think of um just coming out of the five and you're you're in that six of pentacle energy in that mode where you're appreciating where you've came from yeah um 
I feel like it's that heartwarming, that heart chakra. You want to like, you're in a good heart space. Like you're in that generous, that um, you're in gratitude. Totally. Um, so I kind of, yeah. And when, when I was hearing the keywords, I forgot to, to say, um, I feel like this is a mini um, awakening in a, in a sense, like you're coming out of the five um, from like maybe hitting rock bottom or just coming from a hard a hardship and then now you're in this you've maybe you've um figured out how to manifest what you need or you maybe you've you asked for help and now you're like okay I can do this so um I feel like it's a mini awakening in in a way yeah I like that yeah and then the questions here um if this card comes up for you um ask who do you identify with in this card again in the characters um uh are you the one you know giving out um you know being charitable um or are you the one needing help or the one receiving um who are we willing and not willing to give our energy and resources to and then asking ourselves why um who are we willing to accept and not accept help from and why oh i like that one and i'd be curious to find out like why aren't you willing to accept help from certain people and like how does it make you feel or how does that person make you feel or if they've helped you in the past why wouldn't you want their help now mm, That's yeah. That, yeah. are we offering resources to someone who actually needs it are we being manipulated Ooh, that reminds me like if you have two friends and maybe one actually really needs the help, but the other maybe um, is manipulating you into, you know, maybe seeing them as being the one that needs the help and truly, and they don't need the help. So anything else to add for the six? No, I'm good. So moving to the seven of pentacles, uh, the key terms taking a rest from work or looking to see what is next, um, fe uh, feeling of satisfaction or a relief, uh, maybe sometimes feelings of frustration or anxiety, um, a sign that your harvest is coming soon, or maybe take a look at your garden and see um, if there are things that need to be tended to, um, a sign that rest is needed or a sign that a pause is is needed or to reflect back on uh, the journey so far, um, or it could be impatience, patience, um, stepping away, knowing what you've grown can flourish on its own. Um, it can be growth, but not completion. Remembering that in order to fully manifest, you must fully, you must follow through, um, really commit, um, really put the work in. Um, recalibrate and ensure that your plan doesn't need tweaking. Make sure everything is in order. Make sure there's nothing else missing. Yeah. So this card is Saturn in Taurus. And Saturn is a planet of boundaries and restrictions, responsibilities, lessons, challenges. It is the wisdom that we gain after we kind of go through some shit. And Taurus, we've talked about it. So it sustains, maintains, and it prefers comfort and security, and it does move slow. So I see this as kind of an a desire to indulge when resisting temptation is what's most needed. Like those cookies aren't baked yet, so do not take them out of the oven. 
Um, It could be talking about saving money or a sign that progress is slow, but it's assured, it's reliant, it's dependable. It might be a fear in stepping outside of the comfort zone because Saturn can sometimes speak to our fears. And of course, Taurus is fixed, but that can also mean that it's sometimes a little bit boring, like it doesn't want to take those risks, right? Um, But I think that it's also like staying with this plan ensures you know the outcome, like the plant will continue to grow. So if that's not what you want anymore, maybe stepping away is the right idea. And um, the keyword, like I did put down the keyword of knowing that what you've grown can flourish on its own so you can walk away. So if, you know, if you are having that fear of stepping outside the comfort zone and it is something that you're ready to push forward with. And that's kind of just a different, a little bit of a different lens to see that card through. But I think that also requires like the reflection and the pause that this card talks about to be able to know whether or not that's the right step for you. And then the crystal that I chose for the seven of pentacles is uh, labradite. Um, to help with like perseverance, to help you push through, get through what um, you need to. Um, and then just, I threw an amethyst because I feel like amethyst is just good for any, any day to day. It just helps with anxiety, just helps bring a sense of calmness and just gives you patience with whatever you have going on. All right. So we're moving on to the questions. And the first one is in what ways Am I or am I not feeling compensated for my efforts? Are my manifestations taking shape as I had hoped, or do I need to change my methods and my plans? And finally, what seeds have come to fruition? Did I plant them intentionally? So thinking back to that Ace of Pentacles, what was it you actually planted? Was that what you meant to plant? Did you consciously plant something? Or like, what are you reaping now? It's a good one to kind of reflect back on, but also like looking at your present situation and maybe what led to it. So the key terms for the eight of pentacles, uh, motivation is energized, hardworking, being productive, mastering a skill or a craft, getting things done alone with no distractions from the outside world, taking a social media break or a break from electronics to focus on goals. I like that one. Um, Exploring spirituality, going to therapy, doing work. Um, Also, it can mean monotony, boredom with your day-to-day kind of repetition, but don't give up just because you've hit that creative block, just push through it. You know, try different techniques to kind of get you over that hump, but don't just don't give up. That's the important thing. Um, And it can also signify obsession. So working too much, being a workaholic, having a one track mind, kind of ignoring other creative solutions because you're so focused on that one, one task. All right. So this is the sun in Virgo. And again, the sun is who we aspire to be or who we already are. It's warmth and inspiration. It can be clarity and understanding. The sun is the center of everything, right? Uh, Virgo is this discerning, organized, detail-oriented sign that it kind of determines what is necessary or needed and what can be eliminated. It's a very pruning energy. Um, And it just kind of loves to be in service. It's always editing and it's adaptable and it can also be very reflective. So with Sun and Virgo, we're forever assimilating knowledge and never really stopping at good enough. You know, Um, we're always developing and refining and perfecting skills. 
And it might be tedious or monotonous, but practice makes perfect. And when there's a job to do, distractions are not indulged. Um, But I think that, you know, kind of going back to what Jack Novia was saying with the keywords, we want to make sure that this is meaningful work. And I think that because Virgo has this in-service aspect of it, maybe it is work that brings you joy, but maybe it's also work that is in service for others. So I think that it also definitely leads to something that's tangible because, again, we are talking about earth signs, so we want results in that kind of way. Um, But I also think that maybe it's just daily rituals. You know, the sun in Virgo kind of likes kind of likes cleaning and kind of likes putting things in order and organizing and having that daily routine. So this might not even be, um, like, I think very often it's about mastering a craft, but it's also like they're doing the same thing over and over again, right? So maybe it's just about refining our daily routines and finding what's going to work more efficiently for us. I love that aspect of Virgo that you put, that you associated with. It's, it's just reminded me of my mom. (laughs) She's so day to day on her routines that when she doesn't have a routine or when her, her routine gets broken, she doesn't know what to do with her day um, or she'll figure it out something on the spot. And it's always something that has to do with cleaning or organizing. Like it's never, I'm going to use this time to take a break and do something nice for myself, or I'm going to use this time to catch up on a show or read a book. It's always like, no, I'm going to use this time to clean out the garage and organize this closet that I haven't been, that I've been meaning to do. You know, it's never anything, (laughs) anything fun. But I almost wonder, I, I kind of think that that is a good outlet for Virgos in general and, you know, different placements in your chart will really impact this. But I think there's something very cathartic and very releasing and liberating about okay, something happened and I need to organize to bring things back together and get some semblance of, I mean, maybe it's control, but maybe it's Mm. just like just feeling more prepared for something. I don't know. I think there is something soulful and beneficial to Virgos to be able to do that. Maybe. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I wish I could dig into her chart, but unfortunately she doesn't know like what time she was born and I try to figure out like, well, maybe we can call like the hospital that you were born at and we can like, yeah, find yeah, out the you date. can. but it's like, doesn't exist anymore. And oh. yeah, and unfortunately my grandma has um, the beginning of Alzheimer's. So she has no clue anymore about like, oh, I'm sorry, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you can look into a long form birth certificate, which might Ooh. also come from the city she was born in or like a municipality or like a, um, a region, like I don't actually know what you guys call it. It might just be the state, but mm. yeah. That's a good tip. Thank you. I'll have to let her know because sure. I know she's like interested in all of this. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways definitely to go about it. Yeah. Cool. And totally off topic, but because your mom has lived, I mean, it's it's harder to do this with younger people because they haven't lived a lot of their life, but there are astrologers that offer what's called rectification and they can look at like events in your life and try to figure out your birth time based on that. Whoa, that's really, yeah. that's, that's hella so cool. cool. Yeah, I Who know. Who are these people? Hashtag that's- goals. Hell yeah. Hashtag cool ass people. Yes. <laughs> um, but carnelian is the stone that I chose for this um, 
card um, because I feel like it's the uh, stone that really brings in um, when you need motivation or confidence or you need that empowerment. It also helps like your physical body um, as well. Um, and I got this carnelian wrapped necklace once and someone gave it to me because um, the ancestors wore it in, I guess, in battle. Like she channeled that in a reading um, that she did for me. And so like, I always thought that that was really cool because I feel like, you know, you need courage and strength in a battle. So I, I feel like this is a perfect stone for this card. So questions for um, the uh, eight of wands, oh, eight of wands, eight of pentacles. <laughs> the hell's wrong today? Okay. What skill, what energy or topic are we um, being called into a masterclass with? Um, how can I give more of my energy to the work that truly sustains me? Am I doing the right thing over and over, hoping for a different outcome? Um, what skill sets do I have to bring me to the next level? And um, for the nine of pentacles, um, the key terms that we have is protection, wealth, abundance, reflecting back on our previous work, um, celebrating a new job um, or a job well done, um, a sign of independence, or maybe celebrating our fruits of labor, our, our rewards, or treating ourselves, um, or taking a moment to um, bask in the present and forget about the future, uh, a chance to recenter through the lens of current abundance. Um, remember what it took to get here, and know that you'll have um, that to get through whatever comes next. Um, healthy indulgence. Reframe worst case scenarios into best possible outcomes. I love that. This one is such a Garden of Eden to me. I know the figure isn't the same in the imagery, but I see it as the Empress's Garden. I like that. Um, totally. Yes. Love that. Listen to intuition and guidance from the other world, from our ancestors, our guides, our deities. Um, simplify and enjoy the small um, joys of everyday life. I really like this uh, guidance from the other world uh, mm -hmm. point that you've made. That's great. Yeah, well, it's like the little birdie, right? She's talking to the bird. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, like, historically, that was, they were communicators from the other world. And when I say other world, some people say spirit, some people say heaven. Yeah. Gotcha. Other world, the druids is, you know, beyond the veil. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that. I really like that. You know, I think that we have maybe, because remember for a while, the nine was coming up for the coven a lot. Like we just, each of us was pulling this in different scenarios. Right. And I think that mm -hmm. we had maybe talked about the bird a little bit, but I don't know that we ever took it from that angle. So that's, that's really cool. So this is Venus in Virgo, and this is another situation where we find a planet in its fall. So again, it just has a little bit of a harder time working. And that's that becomes obvious when we know that Venus is this planet that brings things together. But Virgo likes to sort of well, Virgo rules over the digestive system, and the digestive system picks things out that we need and gets rid of the rest. So it's constantly editing and assimilating, right? Um, and so those two things are just kind of at odds. But Venus also represents things that are appealing or attractive. It's relationships and, and art and beauty. Um, 
And Virgo, I mean, it's discerning, it's detail-oriented, always editing. So Venus brings together, and again, Virgo wants to break down and examine. So this is a very practical beauty. I like to see Venus and Virgo as a dress with pockets. It's not a time of total indulgence, but it's the very real, very tangible fruits of your labor. And it's things that you can enjoy because and only because of the hard work that you've put in. It's kind of an abundance of useful things. You know, if we think about the harvest, Virgo is often associated with wheat as well. So it's a literal time of harvest, but it's not like all of these fancy jewels and stuff. It's like food that we need to survive, right? But it is an abundance nevertheless. Um, and yeah, Virgo transitions us, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, from the summer into the into the fall. So it is that literal harvest. And I think the more that we give, the more we receive with Venus and Virgo. I always think that this is the love language of um, acts of service. And so just thinking about gratitude in general when this card comes up. I love that association with Virgo being in the fall and like the length of the harvest, because if you have a garden harvest isn't just one day it's an entire season Mm -hmm. so it's like the Virgo she's also waiting till the right time to harvest certain things like maybe something's not ready yet but you're still going to nurture it until it's ready but you know and I don't know and it's a season of preserving so she's also taking what she's got and she's creating future security with it so I love that analogy yeah I know Venus like the fact that Venus has a harder time in Virgo. I mean, it it makes sense technically, but I really like Venus in Virgo. Like I I love the energy of it. And I don't know if it's because my partner has Venus in Virgo. So I'm I've been getting acts of service for like 10 years, you know? And I've I been think- shown love in a vegan Venus in Virgo type way. But I just I really hmm. I love it. I think mine's in Virgo too. Not your lie. your Venus or your or your I, husband? I think my Venus is in Virgo. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah, I might be wrong, but that sounds familiar. Okay. So for the crystal, I chose, and I know I mentioned this earlier, um, but citrine because I feel like it just it's that abundant stone, and then it also brings happiness. Um, it sparks creativity. It's the happy stone. It's it helps with energy. It brings in success. It also attracts prosperity and joy. So I just feel like overall, it's a good stone for this card. Okay, real-time update. Jekinovia, your Venus is in Virgo. <sighs> Hell yeah. I feel really <laughs> smart. I feel so smart because I know nothing <laughs> about my chart. <laughs> I mean, coming back to the citrine though, I find like when I work with that stone, it's 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 weird because it's grounding at the same time that it's also motivated like it's like high energy i can't sleep with it obviously no. but it's also so grounding mm. it's like i can do i can do all the things and not get overwhelmed because i'm still grounded you know thank you for mentioning that because i noticed that when i fall when i well i can't I have a hard time falling asleep when i wear it when i keep it on yep and i'm wearing it right now so yeah take it off for a bit mm-hmm and you know what? It's citrine is actually the one that taught me the reality that this, the energy, the energetic vibration of a crystal actually can extend out up to six feet. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I learned it eventually. But I learned it because I used to have all my crystals in my room and they used to sit on my dresser, but it was within six feet of my bed. It was only a few feet away from oh, my bed. Maybe three feet. And okay. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't sleep. And a dear friend of mine who's like, super smart crystals is like 
well, where do you keep your crystals? And I told her and she was like, oh, well, that's why. And then gotcha. it was like, I changed it. And that night, no problem. Wow. That's so cool. So Fun interesting. Fact. Fun fact. All right. Are we ready for questions? Hell yeah. Okay, let's do this. Am I truly taking the time to enjoy the results of my hard work? I find, especially actually with Virgos, they can do a really great job on something, but then it's like instantly on to the next thing. It's like, dude, sit down, chill out, enjoy it for a little bit. So mm-hmm. it, it just kind of fits with the whole Virgo energy too. Um, in what ways can I find more security in what I've earned? Do I feel worthy of the abundance I desire? Because if you don't feel worthy of it, it's you're not going to attract it. You're actually going to repel it. So you've got to make sure that you know that you are worth every dollar or every blessing that comes your way. Uh, what does my intuition tell me about this situation in my earthly life? So that's going back to the little the little bird. Mm, I love thinking about this little bird in this way. I'm going to always see this. It's so adorable. It's, not, yeah. it's just, I, I love it. I really look forward to pulling this card and kind of we digging should, into that. We should that. name it. We should name it. <gasps> Is oh it a gosh. little? Is it a little falcon? Okay. I can't remember. I, I can't. I, I think it might actually differ from deck to deck, mm-hmm. which That's I think true. is fair. But yeah, we should come up with a name. We'll think on that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're going to come up with a name for that bird, mm-hmm. and that will forever be its name. I was about to say we should pull the internet, but we are definitely going to get Birdie McBird face if we do that. So uh, <laughs> does everybody else know about that? That's a Canadian thing, right? Is Bodie McBoatface? That's what, think is that, was, that what you're talking about? Yes. <gasps> yes. Because it was in Nova Scotia, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But I don't think the rest of the world is going to understand the rest. Oh, no. Like, so oh that was just God. like a super Canadian joke. <laughs> Poor Elena. <laughs> Did you know about that? The Birdie McBirdface? No, Bodie no, McBoatface. Oh. I mean, yeah, it was like a reference, but oh, man. Okay. Well, basically. I don't even know what the boat was. Do you? I can, it's, I don't know. It's still floating around in the ocean. Like, things. There was like a, basically the internet was asked, hey, we have this thing. Help us name it. And the internet chose Bodie McBoatface because and this that's is, the internet. <laughs> this is what Canadians do with our spare time. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot be trusted with these kinds of decisions. Which like personally, I find that hilarious, but I just yeah. think that we can do better for this bird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my this God, bird I, deserves something. I totally forgot that was a Canadian thing. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody's going to laugh at us. All right. Oh, that's going in the promo. Go for it there, bud. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, I got I to gotta pull my shit together. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the 10 after? Yes, after let's that? do it. And I mean, before we even get into the 10... Elena, is this the card you pulled? No, it's a not the card, even though it has um, followed me a lot. But I, do you want to know the card? Yeah, you yeah. have to tell us as we were moving along. Oh, I pulled the sun, which is perfect, I feel like, for where exactly where I'm at. So I do feel like... Elena, you cheated. Wait, what? <laughs> You're supposed to pull between the ace and the ten of oh, pentacles. Dang it, I suck. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, well No, that's amazing. You do not a, suck. You're just a ray of sunshine. I love that you just did it your own way. You were like, fuck these ten cards. I'm pulling whatever <laughs> card I want. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> to be all fairness. Sagittarius is showing. <laughs> <laughs> the rebellion. 
Yeah. Okay. So when when Jekinovi and I both got the three, you were like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> this whole <laughs> time I thought, "Dude, out of those seventy-eight cards, how the hell?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo, ancestors really working on magic." <laughs> God, I feel like such a dude. <laughs> No, please don't. That's incredible. Crying. That's so good. Oh my god. You know what? Just anyways, just tell us what the sun means for where you're at in the pentacles journey. Just stick with it. I'm a boss bitch. No, that (laughs) you do what the fuck you want. Seriously. No, I really do feel like it is incredible. Okay, listen, I can't get my shit together because I truly feel like you know what? I don't care. I'm going with this card. It really I feel like I feel like I, I resonate with this card because I'm really stepping into what I want to. And I'm shining. I don't care. Like I'm acting the way I want to act. I'm being the way I want to be. Yes. It's so perfect. I'm creating and I'm going to share soon. So this is going to be good. I'm confident. (laughs) I read your text wrong and I pulled from the 78 (laughs) cards and I confidently said, I got the sun, bitch. What? So amazing. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. I'm lightweight, kind of like. Amazing. Yeah. So I don't know if the listeners know this, but we're all in these different time zones, right? So where I am, it's like super late and my house is asleep. (laughs) And you guys are making me laugh so hard and I can't. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. My sides hurt so bad. (laughs) And over here, it is California at 7.07 and everyone is still awake. Listen, if people were asleep here, they're not anymore. I was not holding that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my oh God. yeah, that was so much was so hard. fun. <clears throat> All right, let's do the 10. Okay. <clears throat> so the 10. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I so love this. Jesus, this help incredible. me, please. Jesus. I need oh, Jesus. Where'd he go? <laughs> Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Okay, key terms for the Pen of Pentacles. Legacy, soul work, ancestor work, wealth and magic. It's representative of either, either your bio or your soul family. Like your, Sorry, your biological or your soul family. Um, stability, your family's protected. Reaching a long-term goal, being accomplished, uh, a complete cycle, a stable home, a stable mind. Commitment, healing of a generational curse, providing for your family. It could also symbolize exhaustion, possibly overexertion, overwhelm, abundance gained at what cost, or dissatisfaction with the results of something you've worked on, not appreciating the blessings that are surrounding you at this time. All right. So for the 10, we have Mercury and Virgo. And this is super interesting because this is the only planet where we have both a domicile and an exaltation. So Mercury is at home in Virgo. It's one of the signs that it rules, but it's also where it finds its exaltation. So this is like a very, and I think this is the key to understanding the card through the astrological lens. It's just a very favorable match. It's a very auspicious association. Um, As I've said before, Mercury is like the way that we think. It's how we intellectualize the world. It's communication. It's 
our back and forth with others. And as I've said, Virgo is this very organized and detail-oriented, always in service, always editing, adaptable kind of sign. So like I said, a very favorable, favorable match. I think that this is like a good omen of health and or wealth. And I think maybe it just represents a period of stability and success. You know, Virgo really grounds Mercury's energy so that it can do more long-term thinking because I think that we can maybe feel a little bit restless without productivity when Mercury is in Virgo, but how can we hand down what we're building? And that kind of leads into the ancestral vibes or the the family lineage vibes of the 10. So when we're starting to feeling that sort of, or when we're start when we start to feel that sort of restlessness, how can we start to hand things down? How are we handing down sort of the family business? But how can we make this a team effort? And again, I think this is another example of just a fantastic use of resources and the ability to sort of distribute and share them with others. And the crystals that I associated um, with this card is um, black tourmaline, because I feel like we should always have that in, in your home just to protect your family and just to protect the home from any negative entities or negative energies. Um, and then Jade, I feel like is, we've always had Jade in the house, like uh, growing up and it's always been, we were always taught that it brings in money, but it's also like protection of your health and just your well-being. Um, and it's just like a reminder of nurturing your body. And then also, it's also like a protection from harm. Um, and then I also chose bloodstone because I like to use this to connect with my ancestors. Um, or if I'm oh. if I'm wanting to like pull cards for them, I always like to keep a bloodstone like to of, of a remembrance of like trying to connect to my bloodline, like my lineage. So um, I like to use that one or just carry it with me when I want to have that ancestor connection with me throughout the day. And then the questions that we have for this card, um, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for those who follow after me? Um, what ancestral ancestral patterns have I healed or am ready to, to heal? Um, what kind of ancestor do I want to be? Are my manifestations everything I'd hoped they would be? Am I struggling to rest after all my hard work? Why? Why am I struggling to rest? Woo! What a journey. That was a journey. It was. It was so good. That was that last little bit, like um, like with the bloodstones, the connection to the ancestors. That reminds me of the saying that I hear a lot. And it's like, we are the future ancestors, so act accordingly. Yes. yes. So it's really fits in with the whole vibe. Yes. I was thinking about that when I was reading this question. What kind of ancestor do I want to be? And I'm like, well, I don't want mm-hmm. I'm thinking I don't want to be a shitty one. <laughs> yeah, I like the little note that you put in there too, which was a, a badass, badass one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yes, for sure. I don't know why I never thought about it in that way. Like, I guess maybe it's just a thing that comes with age. Like, I never thought about myself as an ancestor. It's probably also because I have never really well I shouldn't say that I used to want to have kids but I don't think it's in my future now and so I was like oh I'm not really an ancestor but then I was like wait a second what about like all those other people that never had children but I still look up to them or you know anyway it's uh it's just an interesting thing I guess to sort of reframe the way you think about that and and then like yeah how are you acting and how should you be acting and 
yeah, like what do you want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I do. I don't know if this is across all boards, but I know with Druidry, your ancestors are not only the people, you know, your bloodline, because that's right. your bloodline, but your ancestors yeah. are just people who paved the way. So it doesn't right. have to be somebody you're related to or even has a connection with your family itself. It's just like for our our sake, it's like all the pagans in history are our ancestors. They're our yes. pagan ancestors. Yeah, and I think that's when I started to look at it from that lens, too. Like, when I was thinking about somebody like Pamela Coleman-Smith, who I consider to be an ancestor in the tarot world, you know? Like, or certain astrologers that I look up to. Like, they have no blood relation to me whatsoever, but they came before me, and they're making it easier for me to be here now. Yeah, they blaze the trail. And I mean, let's be honest. Like, a lot of people don't have the luxury of knowing who their bloodlines were. Right. And... um, to, to have a view that your ancestors, you know, are only your bloodline, it, it closes it down for them. And that's just yeah. not fair. And it's not true. Absolutely. So, I mean, listeners, if you happen to be someone who doesn't know, you know, their ancestors, sorry, their genetic history, that's okay. Because your ancestors are still the same as our ancestors. So we're all, we're all in this together. Right. And then also like for the listeners who don't resonate or may not feel close to their actual bloodline like I do like I feel like I connect with my soul family that I've met with you with you two and then like with uh, and other people that I've met um through Instagram and just connecting with tarot like you know that's just how it is and I or there's people like I have best friends who I feel like they're my long lost sisters um but I feel like we should have been related by blood and I just sometimes that just happens and it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Well, this has been, like I said, what a journey. And I kind of meant for both the pentacles themselves, but also the suits of the tarot. Um, I I don't know. When I first like thought of doing the suits as a part of this season, I, I wasn't really sure what kind of structure it would take and, and how it would look at the end. But I think this has been, I hope it's been a really valuable resource to people. I know it's been a really valuable resource to me. Like, I feel like I've learned something new every time we sit down to talk about these cards. So. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun and I'm I'm really glad that we went forward with it. Yeah, totally. I'm just glad to be back and to be a part of this episode. Yes. So I'm so grateful for just being back and just being in the listeners' lives again. I missed everything. I missed everybody. So Well, we missed you too. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be back again for another episode when we're gonna or for another episode when we're gonna talk about symbols again, which should be really fun. Kind of the Part of the trajectory for the rest of our season is talking about other elements within the suits, you know, like symbols and numerology and all that kind of stuff. So lots, lots more still to come, even though it's not just based on the suits themselves. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. We'll see you in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tarot Coven Cast. Stay tuned for our next episode when we'll be interviewing a very special guest. And until then, everyone, keep making magic.